everyone, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I am Edge Munster. And Penny, this week, I did something for the first time. Um, you already know. I tried the General Mills Monster Cereals for the very oh, first time yes. in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. Uh I wasn't allowed to have sugary cereals as a kid, and so I had, ne- <laughs> <laughs> I had never had them. And uh, it got me in, like, just thinking about why why are these such a staple for so many folks this time of year? Uh, and I wanted to know more. They've been around for over 50 years, and they have a really long history. So I, I wanted to dig into it, and I'm really excited. I learned so much, and this was such a fun episode to prep for. Uh, had, first of all, Penny, have you had any of the monster cereals? Not since I was a kid. Um, okay, but you I, did have them I, as a kid. I was permitted to eat sugary cereal <laughs> as uh, a kid. Good for um, you. <laughs> but so the monster cereals were never like a, a fave. Like I think just because they were seasonal, like my mom tended to buy like the same things. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely had Count Chocula. I was a big chocolate cereal girl. Yeah, I will say I I tried all of them and uh, of them, Chocula was definitely my my favorite. It was very good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I had good taste. Yeah, (laughs) I I so I actually listened to a cereal podcast. Oh, uh, the Um, the empty bowl or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So I it's it's funny because I don't really eat a much cereal nowadays, mm-hmm. but I very much enjoy hearing about cereal. So I'm very excited to <laughs> dig into this bowl with you, Midge, and yeah. hear more about the monster cereal. So glad I could bring you something you're so uh, weirdly invested in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. I don't know. Sometimes there are things where I'm like, I don't have really any interest in doing this, but I sure do like to hear about it. I want to know about it. (laughs) Hey, I listened to a podcast about tacos, so we all have our things. (laughs) Okay, so where where did the Monster Cereals start? Um, They actually, they didn't come out till 71, but the, the history starts a bit before that, when Lucky Charms was debuted in 1964, and it was a huge success. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, fruity marshmallow cereal. And General Mills wanted to add to their repertoire. They wanted to add a chocolate marshmallow cereal and a strawberry marshmallow cereal. Um, But they wanted to have a really strong ad campaign behind it um, because the Lucky Charms I guess his name is Lucky, the <laughs> Lucky the Leprechaun. Lucky the Leprechaun uh, was doing really well for them, uh, not just in cereal sales, but as far as you know, the commercials and things. Kids were really into this mascoted character for the cereal. So General Mills hired uh, a marketing company, the, the specifically the marketing company who came up with the Trix Rabbit, and asked them to come up with a marketing campaign for a chocolate and strawberry marshmallow cereal. And it was actually a copywriter named Lori Levine who was tasked with coming up with this. And she came up with the idea to parody uh, these monster figures and came up with the names Count Chocula and Frankenberry. I love a lady who's like, hmm, I need to come up with something that's universally appealing. It should be spooky. It should be monsters. It should be monsters, right? A vampire. (laughs) Yes. Well, and uh, which this is where I love because this is the spot where all of my loves in this world meet each other. 
because what was happening at the time, like I said, this is 1964, the monster craze of the 60s was in full swing. Yes, indeed. Uh, And monsters were being made accessible to children because of shows like The Addams Family and The Monsters that had came out like this year, 1964. (laughs) Um, They had already paved the way for the idea of the monsters being humorous like Mm -hmm. not just horror characters being fun and funny and so they knew that they could take these monster ideas and market them to children and make them fun uh captain crunch was also like huge at this point and so they wanted this kind of like funny slapsticky uh you know serial character and george karn uh who's the again (laughs) Trix Rabbit, uh, the artist who drew up the original Trix Rabbit, drew up the first images of Count Chocula and Frankenberry, and they they took this to market. Uh, now here's so this is where I'm gonna get you're gonna I think be surprised because I didn't know this either, and you and I were very much alive and children while this was happening. So in March 1971, the hit the serials hit the shelves for the first time Mm -hmm. now notice i said march of 1971 these serials were a year-round serial hell yeah and were released for year-round consumption not as a halloween specific thing um we'll get into this later but this continued penny until 2010 huh i i feel like do remember count chocula ex- existing literally had no <sighs> recollection of these being year-round cereals when we were kids uh, <sighs> but wild and i love that i wish i that's yes please right, more of that. <laughs> For, I, I was wondering where we were going with this when you were like we were definitely we were alive, alive in 1971 <laughs> and i was like hmm Penny, Were I, we, though? I know you it, i know you like to say i'm older than you but i was not alive in 1971 <laughs> Was I now's a bad time to tell our audience that we're immortal vampires? Oh, whoops! My save, save it for another episode. Yeah. Oh God, we were going to do that for the hundred. Serial today, Midge. <laughs> this, this is isn't about the time. serial. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, monsters. Uh, <laughs> the commercials for these serials were what really made them take off. So. Again, they were looking for this kind of slapsticky humor. Count Chocula and Frankenberry were introduced uh, as, the, you know, like I said, parodies of mm-hmm. the the monsters. Count Chocula, the voice actor, did a Bella Lugosi impression, and Frankenberry, the actor, did a Boris Kar- Karloff impression, <laughs> and they had this rivalry going on for who had the better cereal. They were released at the same time and they were fighting back and forth about which cereal kids liked better. And as most marketing campaigns do, all the commercials kind of followed a similar, 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 (laughs) similar formula is what I was trying to say there, uh, where, you know, they would be going back and forth, back and forth and then the punchline was always that something smaller than them, like a child or a small animal, would enter the picture and say, like, I like both the cereals. And they would both get scared shitless and run away. <laughs> so the the funny thing, right, is that they're monsters and they're scared of everything. Yes. Now let's get into this a bit. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna derail the cereal talk because one thing about me is that if we can talk about why something might be gay, I'm going to bring it up. 
I'm going to talk about it because my first kind of uh, reason why I wanted to delve into the serial history and try them and everything in the first place was when you and I were at Midsummer Scream. Yes. And they asked Brian Fuller what his introduction to horror was, and he brought up the monster serials. And in his talk about this, he was like, those serials are inherently queer and you can't tell me that Count Chocula and Frankenberry aren't boyfriends. <laughs> and I was like, teehee, that's funny. Love you, Brian Fuller. And I didn't think that much more about it. I was like, oh, that's cute. haha. Then I watched the commercials, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the commercials. And as far as them being scared of everything, it's very much playing into this like trope that we saw in a lot of like older Disney animation of like big elephants that had like a lisp and were scared mm-hmm. of mice, you yeah. know, like the, I, I, I hate to use this term, but like the sissy boy, like kind of, yeah, uh, like a, a, a stereotype. Yes. Very like stereotyping of queer people, queer men specifically. Um, and so the, Count Chocula and Frankenberry, first of all, really fall into this. Every time they get spooked, they're like jumping into each other's arms. One of the commercials, <laughs> they literally like jump into a bed together and the bed folds into the wall. Like, it's Like gay. you do with your, with your <laughs> best bro. And they were roommates. Like, <laughs> they were roommates. History will say they were best friends. Like, yeah, very, and like the bickering is very that of an old married couple. They mm-hmm. live in this castle together. The further I delve into the commercials, like Frankenberry is sitting at a vanity, literally powdering his face and his nose, like just all these like stereotypical situations. And then I get to a commercial, looks like it was probably like 1975-ish. They're getting ready to go trick-or-treating, both of them in separate Mm -hmm. rooms. And then it shows two doors and they say, okay, we're coming out. And then they both come out of the doors in dresses for to go trick-or-treating. Nice. You can't tell me that these aren't queer-coded right. characters. Two, two old queens. You can't tell me. <laughs> so that was, that's all. I just this had to take like, a moment. I, I gotta watch these commercials now. Go I wanna, watch the I want to get into the Monster Serial Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> and i know that i'm sure there are going to be people not our listeners probably because they're all great and they know that we're yes. you know us but there are going to be people who are mad at anyone insinuating this because they're like those are for children well children love the gays what can i say it's and true. these characters are queer coded and i love them so anyway <laughs> that was my that, i was gonna say that, that's not midge's science corner i don't know what that is it's a it's a sidebar of why is this gay with Midge Munster? <laughs> uh, anyway, back to our timeline. So they, like I said, they came out uh, in 1971. The serial franchise has its first big scandal in 1972. Mm-hmm. When a child or apparently multiple children uh, were checked into hospitals for possible internal hemorrhaging and rectal bleeding. Ooh, that's no good. But turns out it wasn't rectal bleeding it was just that General Mills was using red dye number two at this point to make the electric pink for Frankenberry. Yeah. Oh. Which is a synthetic dye that the human body cannot digest and is now outlawed from being used in food. <laughs> but at the time in 1972 was perfectly legal. YOLO. 
So uh, this condition literally becomes called Frankenberry stool. Um, yeah, and the dye gets pulled out of the cereals pretty, pretty shortly after that. And the probably the choice. Yeah, a few years later is when red dye number two becomes uh, not approved for food use. Uh, but some people think that this instance was what caused for a new cereal release in 1973 to change the dialogue around monster cereals, because as you can imagine, it's a bit of a PR nightmare for Frankenberry stool to be going around yes. the news. So in 1973, our friend Booberry joins the brigade. Booberry. And this is, I was excited. I'm, I love to tell you stuff, Penny. <laughs> so Booberry is voiced by Paul Freeze. Ah! <laughs> I, I was I, I was like I think she's I, I didn't know for sure if you would know but I, I was like I yes, think she knows exactly who the I hell know. that is so if you don't know uh, Paul Freeze is a very famous voice voice actor and is the voice of the ghost host in the American Haunted Mansion uh, so that was very exciting he's a he's a you know a horror voice staple already yes. when he comes in to voice Booberry and he models the voice of Booberry after Peter Laurie, another uh, wonderful horror actor often mm -hmm. featured with Vincent Price, a very specific voice. Uh, if you have not heard Peter Laurie's voice, you can, uh, if you've seen Corpse Bride, that is not his voice, but the, the person who voices the maggot <laughs> yeah. uh, that lives inside Emily's head is also doing a Peter Laurie impression. Uh, so it, it, he sounds like the maggot from Corpse Bride. Booberry does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so Booberry is a, a little blue ghost and he brings in a blueberry flavored, uh, allegedly the first ever blueberry flavored cereal. Yes. And uh, he he shows up for the first time in a commercial and scares the boots off of Frankenberry and Count Chocula. And he was often depicted in the commercials as kind of the underdog of this main trio. And again, the, the commercial setup was very formulaic. We would have the commercial start with Count and Frank arguing about whose cereal was better. And then Boo would show up and be like, actually my cereal's the best <laughs> and then it was the this that brought count and frank together because then they would gang up on boo ah. and be like f you you we don't even like you we have better cereals so boo ends up kind of becoming a beloved character by a lot of people because he keeps getting just like shat on <laughs> <laughs> by by count and frank and he's like arguably a much more likable character because they're like being really nasty about it and boo is just like but my cereal is really good too um but one particular instance that i want to bring up of booberry love that really takes the cake is a gentleman named roger barr who is the self-proclaimed world's biggest booberry fan okay and this man was featured on vh1's totally obsessed and also food networks unwrapped which mm -hmm great show loved unwrapped yes very good um but he he had this huge booberry collection they would show clips of him like walking through the store and just filling carts 
with booberry and he would be wearing like a booberry beanie a booberry sweatshirt booberry sweatpants like it was a whole thing and i'm sure a lot of it is a, a shtick right yeah um but he does run even to this day a booberry fan site that is still active uh, and you can you can join the the booberry gang over there <laughs> Um, but he was very adamant that Booberry never got the credit that he oh. deserved because uh, Count Chocula and Frankenberry were the OGs. So uh, the trio becomes really, again, largely popular in part to the due to the, the marketing campaigns that are behind them. At this point is when the boxes start coming with like prizes inside as well. Mm -hmm. So we get, you know, rings and eraser heads and glow in the dark stickers and coloring kits and all kinds of things. Uh, Little like punch out monster masks from the back of the boxes. And then in 1979, they make a monster theme um, set of records that they called flexi discs. Um, that were I, I don't really under it looked the ones i was looking at they looked like they were cardboard like Ooh. it was part of the box yeah. but that can't possibly be true i don't really understand how they worked um but they had several like radio adventures on them basically like you could listen to the monsters have a, a like a little play so uh one of them was titled monster adventures in outer space which was the the story of the monster saving a planet of teddy bears from an evil alien nice um and then they also have one that was i actually listened to all of these by the way you can find them on youtube <laughs> uh they also have the monsters go disco where they go out to the disco and they start a new dance craze and it was very like very do the lurch like very I was just gonna say like, vibes. Mm, these mo- these monsters and their dance crazes i know i think i need to start making a series of like instagram reels where i do all the weird monster dance crazes yes. from the 60s do it <laughs> so general mills then tried for many years many many times to add a fourth monster to the gang but was never really fully successful uh, fruit Brute was introduced in 1974, originally with a generic fruit flavor of cereal and lime marshmallows. And Brute was a, a little werewolf guy that was characterized by him going, Fruit! <laughs> uh, and he lasted from 1974 to 1982, but uh, we I could only find like two commercial campaigns with him over all those years. He's not in hardly any of the, the marketing campaigns. Uh, however, Quentin Tarantino was apparently a big fan of the serial, and you can spot Fruit Brute in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs long after the serial was discontinued. There you go. <laughs> it pops up. Uh time to time very cool uh other than fruit brute we had several attempts like i said at adding different characters into the mix uh something i did find that i was very excited about there was apparently talk of adding a bride of frankenberry at one point and they did do like a design mock-up for her and she is iconic like her you know what i mean you guys know what bride of frankenstein Mm -hmm. hair looks like but it's like a strawberry on top of her head that like comes like the point of the strawberry comes down on top of her head like a little hat um it's like so cute um but i think we all know i think we know why frankenberry doesn't have a bride (laughs) and why that didn't work out Uh, (laughs) 
then in 1987, the Monster Serials had their second big scandal. Uh, and this one's a rough one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and it's going to, we're going to get into a little bit of some kind of like dark uh, anti-Semitic stuff just uh, as, as a warning. Um, so basically the monsters meet their counterparts in this campaign. So Frankenberry had a commercial where he got to star alongside Frankenstein's monster. And then uh, Count Chocula meets Bela Lugosi in his commercial. And part of this campaign was that they superimposed the images of the original monsters onto the cereal boxes with the characters. And due to this is, I guess, what is generally said is that due to some really bad enhancement jobs that were done on the image of Bela Lugosi, Dracula's medallion showed up as what appeared to be a Star of David. Hmm. So, which, like, okay. Yeah. But this is where this gets particularly problematic. Uh, there is something called blood libel in oh, which yeah. Jewish folks were accused of kidnapping Christians, often babies, to drink their blood. Yeah. Uh, hence why it's a big freaking issue to show a Star of David on a vampire. Yeah, that's so, no good. Yeah, so of course, uh, General Mills got slapped with a lot of anti-Semitism accusations, which valid... And General Mills released an apology for the misunderstanding. Uh, I saw different records. Some said that the boxes were pulled from shelves, but then I also saw several accounts saying that General Mills issued an apology but refused to pull the boxes down. So I don't know what happened with that, but either way, yikes. But uh, what do we do when we have a PR nightmare, Penny? We introduce a new monster cereal. We introduce a new cereal. <laughs> Distraction. So uh, Yummy Mummy <laughs> comes hey. out in 1988. And that is, he was originally released as a fruit flavored cereal. Again, just a generic fruit flavor with vanilla marshmallows. Um, and then for a while in the ad campaigns, Yummy Mummy seemed to replace Booberry entirely. We didn't see Booberry for a hot minute <laughs> in any of the marketing campaigns, um, both in, uh, I almost said both in computers, both <laughs> in commercials and print. So Yummy Mummy then uh, was around for a while, like I said, kind of showing up in a lot of commercials and print campaigns instead of Booberry. And then uh, he went back to his tomb in 1992 <laughs> and we don't really see him again after that. But uh, as the marketing campaigns and TV kind of became less prominent, um, they, we see a lot of like shifts in the late 90s and early 2000s of them like trying to stay relevant. Yeah. Um, specifically, a lot of stuff with Count Chocula, because I think he was kind of the the serial that was really holding down the fort. Um, yeah. Like we had a, a Count Chocula crossover with uh, Scooby-Doo marshmallows and... Mm. With the Casper release, we had like Casper and um, Wendy marshmallows in the cereal. And they did, there was this really weird thing where they did like a CD release with Count Chocula and it had like the Baja men on it. There was like a whole. <laughs> of course it did. Yeah. Uh, so they were doing a whole bunch of different things, but just the cereals just kind of started to taper off. 
Yeah. And so eventually in, like I said, 2009 into 2010, the serials, that was when they transitioned into being a seasonal release. Yeah. That is, that is crazy. Like Uh, I, I would have definitely said that they were seasonal growing up. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which, yeah. Like I was like, I was in high school. That's crazy. (laughs) That feels, uh, feels wrong, but the history doesn't lie. No. Uh, then in 2013, they did kind of a cool thing where they brought back all all the monsters together for the first time ever. Uh, they brought back Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy that year with the three others. And they saw a little bit of a change at this point. Yummy Mummy was an orange cream flavored cereal this time, which honestly sounds really good. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to try that. And then Fruit Brute, this is when he becomes cherry flavored. Uh, he also, this was when they changed the name from Fruit Boot, fruit, fruit, fruit Brute with the normal spelling to Fruit Brute, as I, <laughs> as I like to call it, uh, where he is now spelled F-R-U-T-E. Uh, uh, I tried to figure out why this happened. There were some suggestions that it changed because of like legal reasons that they, they couldn't call it fruit legally. <laughs> Yeah, because that implied I, I that there I've, was fruit in the I cereal. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard people say that about Fruit Loops. So oh, why it's O O T? That it's O O T because there's not actually any fruit in it. But I don't know if I can't confirm if that's accurate. I don't know. My speculation is that all I'm saying is that he's a werewolf wearing rainbow overalls and press-on nails, and maybe they thought they shouldn't call him a fruit anymore. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. More fodder for my <laughs> my gay monster canon. Uh, speaking of which, hey. <laughs> my favorite thing I found in my research was that in 2018, there was a freak. <laughs> Benny, I can't. Uh, I'm going to say you're, you're real hype for this one. <laughs> there was a Frankenberry billboard released out of nowhere. They put it on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and it's a billboard. <laughs> a billboard. In the style of like the old Angeline billboards uh-huh. with Frankenberry like sprawled out, like laid <laughs> with his hand behind his head and one on his hip in his little pink tight jumpsuit. And it says Frankenberry in like this gorgeous cursive writing above him. It's a completely pink billboard. Incredibly heterosexual. Very, a very hetero marketing campaign for Frankenberry. Um, and he's got cakes in it too. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it they knew what they were doing. So this is 2018. Um, it led to a website that was called Work with the Monsters, mm-hmm. and that was part of, I guess, a, a campaign where they were trying to get like studios and writers and people to pitch ideas to get a like monster cinematic presence. Basically, um, I know they also were approached around this similar time i think it was actually a bit before this but um these artists came to general mills and were like hey we know you're only doing the serials like seasonally now but these characters are really beloved and recognizable you need to do like basically pitch (laughs) packages with these images and take it to places like license to do you know now we get have like the big like retro go go 
monster masks that yeah. you can buy, like the big masks, or you can buy um, all kinds of monster merch now. I feel like especially in the last several years, I'm seeing a lot more of it. Um, I believe that artist's name is Galan is the last name um, that that did that rebranding for them to to license out the images of the characters. Um, but yeah, I apparently in 2018, I would love to see. I mean, nothing's come of that yet, but I would love to see if uh, in the next few years we get some monster cinematic masterpieces. I was gonna say, it sounds like you have some ideas, Mitch. <laughs> I could, yeah. <laughs> Somebody from General Mills, call me. I'm <laughs> I'm ready to produce a full, uh, like odd couple, um, yes. show with Frankenberry and Count Chocula. I have I'm I have endless scenarios prepared for you. Yes, A- as Laszlo says, gay is in, gay is hot. <laughs> gay is in. I want gay some gay. Hot. Gay, it's gonna be. Uh, and that brings us up to last year, which was the 50th anniversary of the release of wow. Chocula and Frankenberry. And as many of you who are uh, well vested in the Halloween community probably know, that was when they released the Monster Mash cereal. Um, they did an animated short in the style of Behind the Music, showing all the monsters <laughs> getting like interviewed about getting the band back together and how they were all going to be in the same place for the first time. And they did a, uh, a recording that was released on Spotify of Monster Mash sung by all the monsters. It was really cute. I actually yeah, really I liked... remember that. Yeah, that yeah cute. I actually really, really liked this. And again, it's so um, reminiscent of the 60s. It was, you know, perfect. It was very... Um, like watching the Beatles reunite or yeah. something. <laughs> it's very, very cute. Um, and then they released with that the, the Monster Mash cereal, which was the first time that pieces from every Monster cereal were together in one box. Uh, I will say I did try this a few days ago, and it was, to me, one of the worst things I've ever eaten. Yeah, I remember when they were releasing this, and I was like, I don't see why those things would be good together. I, I don't see why we need <laughs> I, to do that. That doesn't that like like the concept is very cute. I like the idea, but yeah. as soon as you're like, hmm, are these tastes that belong together in my <laughs> hmm, bowl? Do we it's need like, that? I don't think I don't think they are. No, uh, and they're not, and I can <laughs> I can attest, yeah. But the packaging was very cute. As a marketing campaign, it was very smart. Yeah. Uh, and they also did re-release the cereals in their original original like retro packaging last year, oh, and um, as well as this year, they are still in that packaging. And uh, this year, they brought back Fruit Brute, so I had the pleasure of trying him as well. And I say pleasure in a i don't mean it wasn't a, uh, yeah uh so maybe I, i'd be interested i it seems like they're we're kind of having a resurgence though with them so maybe we'll see some yummy mummy next year i think that would be really exciting i'd like to try the the orange cream cereal um but yeah this was a it's really fun and interesting to kind of di- dive into this and uh oh i will i was going to say Uh, Some of you may know this if you watched my video trying these, but I did make what I am calling now because one of my my subscribers called it this and I said, yes, yes, I'm Midge Munster and I approve this message. They called it the Munster Mash because I made my own mashup of cereals where I only mix Count Chocula and Frankenberry 
Oh, the, make... the, the true OTP, so. Yes, and they, because it's chocolate and strawberry, and those together are delicious, and I think you should all try it. I think yeah, you that should. sounds like a good a good pairing. Yes, and they are a good pairing, mm-hmm. aren't they? <laughs> they sure are. This is actually the gay agenda. <laughs> it's just we want uh, we want Canon Frankenberry and Count Chocula right? boyfriends. I mean, I I feel like when you make one chocolate and one strawberry, you're you're saying that you're they saying belong they, together. They go so. together. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Well, this has been my uh, my deep dive into monster cereals. I hope you all uh, found this as interesting as I did. And if you have not yet tried the monster cereals, go and give them a try. They're all at Target right now for sure is where I've seen them. I don't know where. I think, uh, I don't know if they're anywhere else, but they're definitely at Target. Go try them out. Um, if you grew up with these cereals, please let us know what your favorite is. I would love to know. I, I've actually seen a lot of people say that Booberry is their favorite. Hmm. Um, it is good. It's a little sweet for me, but yeah, but, I've never been a big fruit cereal person. I'm not either. I'm not either. But I, I am. I, I, I will try. I will try the the Munster mix. And yeah, get in there. Goes. Get in there. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening today. Uh, if you are enjoying Ghoul's Night In podcast, remember that you can leave us a review wherever you listen, and we would love to hear what you have to say. If you leave us a review, we might just read it live right here on the air. And I believe we do have a review to share today, don't we, Penny? Well, we sure do, Mitch. Uh, this is a five-star review from Mike W's Music, uh, is titled One Word spoozy spooky plus cozy oh i love it (laughs) we're changing the name of the pod to spoozy uh um this review states i love this podcast it's super cozy with the perfect amount of spooky i love listening to midge and penny's take on movies as well as their insight on spooky traditions and other fun topics today i learned about spider webs and how they're made in a really fun way hell yeah I find their voices incredibly soothing, and this is an awesome, entertaining, and relaxing podcast. I'm thrilled to give it a five-star rating. Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. And if you are looking for more content from us, remember that you can follow us on Instagram over at Ghoul's Night in Pod. We post photos of anything we talk about on the episodes and share lots of fun, silly stuff in our stories. So we'd love to have you join us over there. Uh, And if you are looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And that's all until next time. Good. Bye. Bye.